Welcome to Taiwan Report News Brief, news and analysis from Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. All right, up today on the show, it's not in the stars for Starlux, it seems. Tighter fuel fume rules are coming. Han's Hong Kong village plan is panned. Is the Taoyuan airport expansion finally coming unstuck? And Foreign Minister Joseph Wu has been doing what he does best. But first up, from the Ministry of the Interior National Immigration Agency, Republic of China, Taiwan. Now first, they've announced that visitors who've arrived up to the 21st of March will get an extra 30-day extension on their visas with a maximum extension of up to 180 days. Well, that's good news and helps keep people from traveling. It also means that foreigners who come here for a variety of reasons can stay here where it's relatively safe. So that's good news. However, there is here an expanded overstayers voluntary departure program starts to encourage overstaying foreign citizens to turn themselves in. Now, this is definitely a classic case of carrot and stick. With the spread of coronavirus-19 worldwide and the discovery of Case 32 confirmed COVID-19 patient to be an undocumented migrant worker, it has been a topic of wide discussion on whether overstaying population causes vulnerability to Taiwan's disease control. To cope with the issue, the National Immigration Agency initiated the Expanded Overstayers Voluntary Departure Program, which starts from April 1st and ends on June 30th, with a promotion period from March 20th to March 31st, 2020. Overstayers who turn themselves in during either period are entitled to receive penalty reliefs, <laughs> including no detention, no entry ban, and a minimum amount of fine. The purpose of this program is to encourage overstayers to turn themselves in so the agency can help them return home safely, said Director General Che, the head of the NIA. In order to follow the government's policy of disease control and attempt to reduce overstaying population in Taiwan, the NIA initiated the program from today to June 30th. While other authorities of law enforcement follow suit to the program when overstayers turn themselves in. Okay, so so far this sounds pretty good. If you turn yourself in, if you've overstayed, you get a minimal fine, you're allowed to come back. Uh, this is all very good and no detention. So that's all very good. It helps, of course, it helps with disease control right now, which is very important. So this right now sounds good. However, after the designated period of the program, the NIA will push for an enhanced penalty amendment under the Immigration Act. On top of that, once the pandemic of COVID-19 eases, the agency will strengthen enforcement and launch nationwide sweeps against over overstaying population. So in other words, if you turn yourself in now, if you've overstayed, everything's good, but things are going to start getting ugly starting in July. In Focus Taiwan, Taiwan confirms 18 more cases of COVID-19, total at 153. So the last couple of days, there have been big jumps in the number of cases, but that was to be expected as 16,000 people have been returning from overseas. Taipei Times, Level 3 warning issued for the whole world. Travelers who make unnecessary trips to an area under Level 3 advisory may not apply for the 1,000 NT daily home quarantine subsidy. The government yesterday implemented a Level 3 warning travel advisory on all countries. So that means that basically 
they're advising you not to travel anywhere on the planet. New York Post, Taiwan's electronic fence monitor for those quarantined, raises privacy concerns. Taiwan, which has won global praise for its effective action against the coronavirus, is rolling out a mobile phone-based electronic fence that uses location tracking to ensure people who are quarantined stay in their homes. Now, this is not being rolled out. They're actually using it now. And not only do they provide a phone to people who have quarantined that is tracked, they also take your personal cell phone and working through the telecoms, I presume, track you that way. They don't, by the way, let you know this. They just are doing it. So there are definitely privacy concerns here. Now, on the other hand, breaking quarantine is a pretty serious thing. So there's a little bit of a balance here. <clears throat> anyway, worth considering. National Review, Taiwan accuses WHO of failing to heed warning of coronavirus human-to-human -human transmission. I can sum this up pretty quickly. Essentially, what happened is, is that Taiwan health officials tried to communicate to the WHO in December regarding possible human-to-human -human transmission of the Wuhan coronavirus. Now, essentially, they came out with this in December. The WHO, under pressure from Chinese authorities here, did not put this information out publicly. It did not put it on their websites, and they did absolutely nothing about it for several weeks until finally, listening to the Chinese side, Chinese health authorities confirmed human-to-human -human transmission of the coronavirus on January 20th. In other words, quite a few people could have been saved, and the alarm could have gone out much earlier to countries around the world, letting them to prepare much better. But the WHO, being under the thumb of the People's Republic of China and barring Taiwan, made sure that did not happen. Now, myself and Kevin Xu have been keeping a list on Google Docs here of articles that positively highlight the Taiwanese response to the coronavirus. And there are something like a hundred articles here. The, pretty much every publication on the planet, here's the New York Times, Deutsche Welle, CBC, Washington Post, the Canadian CBC, Wired. It's all over Sydney Morning Herald, The Hill. Uh, there's basically from all over the world, and it's really quite an impressive list. I'll be posting that up on the site, I think, in once our site is redone early next week. In the Taipei Times, TIEX rallies as National Stabilization Fund kicks in. The TIEX yesterday rallied 6.37% to 9,234 points after the government on Thursday pledged to activate the National Stabilization Fund. Continuing the Taipei Times, the headline is Export Orders Fall 0.8% Over Disruptions. Export orders declined 0.8% year-on-year last month to $28.68 billion U.S. dollars as the COVID-19 pandemic disrupted production, supply chains, and logistics in China, the Ministry of Economic Affairs said yesterday. On a monthly basis, export orders contracted 18.8% from $35.31 billion U.S. dollars, ministry statistics showed. The ministry said it expects the decline to accelerate this month. 
Now, what's interesting is the Taipei Times went with the 0.8 drop in export orders year on year, which sounds not too serious. It, in the CNA, or Focus Taiwan, they went with the monthly basis 18.8% drop as their headline. Again, Taipei Times, Starlux cancels all flights to comply with restrictions. This is an airline that just started, I, what, a couple of months ago or so. And this is a, a new airline founded by uh, one of the family that runs the uh, Evergreen or EVA Air. And they and he was kicked out of the board, went out. Founded his new company. It's got beautiful livery. It's it's a very good looking, you know, very good looking interior decor. Looks like a really nice airline. But they started right before the pandemic hit. Again, Taipei Times, tighter vehicle fuel rules aimed to urge, or sorry, curb air pollution. All ships, commercial aircraft, and road vehicles would have to follow stricter rules for fuel from July as part of efforts to reduce sulfur oxides and carcinogenic pollutants to improve air quality, the Environmental Protection Agency said yesterday. In the Taipei Times, there's an editorial, which I think was kind of interesting here. And it's entitled, Han's Hong Kong Village Has No Merit. Now, the author is a postgraduate student from Hong Kong at the National Sun Yat-sen University Sociology Department. And the editorial starts out, Kaohsiung Mayor Han Guoyu has proposed the idea of a Hong Kong village in the hope of enticing Hong Kongers to move to the city once the COVID-19 pandemic has passed. As someone from Hong Kong who has been studying in Taiwan for the past eight years, I find this infuriating, the author says. Now, it goes on to say that basically there's nothing particularly special about Hong Kong, but also that Han himself is not exactly a big friend of Hong Kong. Looking back at the past six months, Han has shown no understanding of the situation in Hong Kong. He professed no knowledge of the demonstrations going on there, and the Kaohsiung city government removed a Lenin wall in support of the Hong Kong protests that was set up at the Sitsuan tunnel on the campus of National Sun Yat-sen University. Hong Kong students' dislike of Han and his comments has spread all the way back to Hong Kong. His proposal of a Hong Kong village is just his last gasp as he tries to improve his image to save his political career. Now, I don't know if that's exactly the case. I really don't think that the proposal of a Hong Kong village is going to turn things around in the recall election. However, it's very interesting to see this Hong Kong student's take. Focus Taiwan airport expansion receives budget boost 2026 completion date. A project to build a third terminal at tai, Taiwan Taoyuan International Airport has received a major budget boost of 16 billion NT dollars and is scheduled to be completed in 2026, the airport operator said Friday. The company's board of directors agreed on a total budget of 95 billion NT dollars for the project at a meeting on March 18th, including 53.7 billion for the main terminal building. Now, this was originally supposed to be up and running and operational by 2021. But every time they put out this project to bid, no, nobody came to bid for it. They, no companies wanted to take the case. Now they originally had for the main building, 22 billion budgeted that was raised to do 39.6 in 
in 2018. They bumped it up to 44.8 in 2019. Now it's up to 53.7. And they are going to change some of the design. They're going to remove a huge skylight, but keep the featured wavy ceilings and pedal-shaped aluminum installations in the terminal. Now, one of the reasons why contractors didn't do it is they didn't think they could do it on time. They didn't think they could do it under budget and make money off of it. And they had some complaints about the complicated design by the British architectural firm that designed it. Now, they say that they're going to try and keep the the company will cut costs by introducing more migrant workers under the executive UN's loosing of related regulations. Now, is this needed? Absolutely. Last year, passenger volume at the airport reached 49 million, far exceeding the 35 million passengers the two existing terminals were designed to handle. And finally, in the Taiwan news, Foreign Minister Joseph Wu is at it again. Quote, it isn't my job to flatter China. Taiwan Foreign Minister reads the headline. On Thursday, March 19th, Communist China's state-run mouthpiece Xinhua News published an editorial in which it criticized the joint declaration. This is one between uh, AIT and Taiwan, saying that the Democratic Progressive Party authorities hate China and fawn over the U.S. and have come out with a new trick. The article then singled out Wu for allegedly continuing to use words with discriminatory meanings to spread the, quote, political virus to attack China. The editorial claimed that this again exposed their plot to use the epidemic to resist against China. It went on to allege that Taiwan has the sinister intention of being a pawn of America and uses the disease to seek independence. Now, I've never heard of that before. A sinister intention of being a pawn. That's interesting phrasing. When asked about the Xinhua article during a press conference that day, Wu said that his job is to promote friendship between Taiwan and other countries. Quote, it isn't my job to flatter China, reported the Liberty Times. His comments could be interpreted by some as a jab at World Health Organization Director General Tedros Adhanom, who has been criticized for obsequiously lavishing praise on communist China's handling of the pandemic, despite the country's complete lack of transparency. Keep it up, Joseph Wu. You're very entertaining and definitely bringing the battle to the People's Republic. Be sure to tune in tomorrow and check out our website early next week. Our total revamp should be done then and really looking forward to that. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw. 哎呦，就是那个台湾狗啦，最喜欢我的台湾狗了。